episode number 42, It's Okay If Your Serotonin Comes From a Pill. Last episode, we talked about boosting serotonin and what are some natural ways you could do that. But what happens when you do all of the natural things and you still don't feel great? You still feel like garbage. You still feel overwhelmed, anxious, depressed. You're not feeling your best. What do you do then? Maybe you've been considering going on medication or maybe you're already on medication to boost your serotonin and you're considering going off the medication and you're wondering, what do I do? Is this a good fit for me? So in this episode, I'm going to be opening up the dialogue all about that and so much more. We're getting right to it in three, two, one. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout Podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week, I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited that you're joining me today to talk about serotonin and specifically medications that boost serotonin because I think there's such a stigma and a lot of resistance around mental health medications. And I think there's a lot of questions. I mean, as a pharmacist by formal training, if I had a dollar for every time a family member or a loved one or an acquaintance asked me, should I go on this medication? What are the risks? What are the benefits? How long do I have to be on it? Is it going to make me feel weird? All of the the concerns come up. I I would be a very rich person if I had a dollar for every time I was asked a question about mental health medications. And I want to open up the conversation because I want to break the stigma that it's not okay to take medicine. And full disclosure, yes, I'm a pharmacist by formal training, but... I am probably one of the most holistic pharmacists that you'll ever meet, and I think that's very evident in the way that I run my business, in the way that I work with my clients, and in the way I, I would interact with patients as a pharmacist as well. I don't believe that medication is the end-all, be-all, and I don't think that medication is a magic bullet that you could just take and it's going to solve all of your life problems. I so wish that were the case, but I think that health overall it is not a one size fits all approach. What works for me to maintain my health isn't going to work for you to maintain your health. And it's a multifaceted approach. So many factors come into play. And when you think about what do you need to do to be well, so many things come to the table and so many factors come to the table. So it can't all be solved by one singular thing. So medication is just a piece of the puzzle. And That being said, what I also know to be true 
is medication changes people's lives, period. I've seen it. I've experienced it personally. I've seen it in the lives of loved ones, and I've seen it in the lives of patients and clients. All of that being said, how do you know if medication is a good fit for you? I will say that that's really hard to answer. It's such a personal question, and I would say people usually fall into one of three categories when it comes to medication. Either you're resistant to taking it because you have a lot of concerns, a lot of questions, or you accept the medication, go on it, and then you're contemplating going off of it. Maybe you even take yourself off of it and then are struggling and are trying to consider, should I go back on it? You're one of those people that have a a vacation hiatus, if you will. Or there's the third camp of people that expect the medication to solve everything. And there are a a fourth group of people, and those are the people that are prescribed the medication. And it's a seamless process for them. They're prescribed it, they're in therapy, they take the medication, they do the therapy, they do the inner work, they start a self-care routine, and all is well and, and great for them. And I will say that that's a picture-perfect scenario, and I think most people are, are usually in one of the three other categories. So how do you know if medication is a good fit for you? Well, since medication isn't the end-all, be-all, it, it's very important as a patient to be armed with knowledge and to know, okay, medication isn't the end-all be-all. And our medical system is so broken for so many different reasons. And one of them being is when you are struggling with mental health, one, access is very poor to mental health resources. And I am recording this podcast most definitely from a, a place of privilege. I've been privileged to have access to mental health resources my entire life and I'm not naive to the fact that that is not the case for many Americans and that's an entirely different conversation. So our healthcare system is broken, there is poor access to mental health resources and for those of us who are privileged enough to have the access to the resources, there's also a barrier in the sense where We have a primary care doctor or someone we trust. Maybe it's a psychiatrist, someone, someone that we go to for help. And either you reach out at your annual visit, you share with your therapist that you're struggling and the therapist refers you to a psychiatrist. Somewhere you are in an office where a prescriber hears your concern. I would say in many situations, many prescribers are very quick to simply write the script. Because from a a healthcare perspective or a practitioner perspective, when they write the prescription, that's from a, a patient perspective as well, the prescriber is giving you a solution to your problem. And in a healthcare system where providers are being rated on patient satisfaction scores, A patient that is given a prescription is a patient who thinks that they are given a solution will then in turn have a positive patient satisfaction survey. Now, I do not agree with any of this. I'm just saying that this is the way our healthcare system is structured. 
access is poor, we have these patient satisfaction surveys driving a lot of interactions with patients. So prescribers have this pressure of prescribing, of pushing the medication. And I don't agree with it. I don't think every prescriber has this this pressure, but I think many prescribers are very quick to write a script for an antidepressant or even write a script for something to help with anxiety. And maybe it's something like a benzodiazepine and that would be a medication that has addictive properties like a Xanax or an Ativan, something like Valium that you could actually become addicted to. So I, I like to think that there aren't many prescribers that are out there just, just dumping Xanax out when it when a patient comes for the first time saying that they feel a little bit anxious. I, I'd like to think that that doesn't happen, but it does. So I say all of this because it's up to you as a patient to advocate for yourself. So when you come in to a situation where you finally open up to whoever that is, that you're struggling. Know that it is very likely that they're going to right out of the gate say, okay, you're struggling, I'm so sorry to hear that. Here's a prescription for Zoloft, 50 milligrams, take one tablet every day, I'll see you in a month. That's very common, that narrative is super common. And maybe they'll say, hey, have you ever tried one before? What worked for you? What worked for your family member? Okay, cool, that worked for your mom? Cool, here's Prozac for you too. So know that that type of interaction is very typical. So what type of knowledge can you go into that interaction with? Well, like I mentioned earlier, medication is not the one, not the end-all be-all and it's not one size fits all. So prior to starting medication, I'm a firm believer in being in therapy, reaching out to a therapist, starting that healing journey, and then once you're doing that, if the therapist and if you and the therapist come together and agree that your progress is being hindered and that medication could help you, then it's time to consider medication. So step one, reach out for help. Step two, start therapy. Start some type of processing, whatever that is. Maybe it's group therapy. Maybe it's telehealth therapy. There are resources out there. I know I mentioned access being poor. There are online resources where there are ways you could get affordable therapy options. There are apps even where you could text your therapist. You don't even have to go on video. So step one, reach out, go to therapy. Okay, say you've done that. All right. And you're still like, I'm not feeling my best. My progress isn't where I thought it would be. I still feel overwhelmed. I still feel anxious. And you're considering, should I go on medication? Well, here's what I have to say. Like I mentioned, and I'll say this probably quite a few more times before the episode is over, medication changes people's lives. Why wouldn't you take something that is going to help you? And I believe that whatever belief system it is that you subscribe to, for me it's God, I think that God helps those who help themselves. And maybe for you that's the universe helps those who help themselves, whatever that is. But you need to help yourself. You can't expect that you could do half the work and get full results. That's not how it works. Help yourself out. And if this tool is available, why not? And I know that concerns come up. And some of the most common concerns that I hear 
and that I've personally struggled with are, can I drink alcohol? Will this impact my sleep? Will it make me gain weight? Will I throw up? Will I feel differently? Will I act differently? Can I drive on this? Is this addictive? Do I have to be on this long term? These are me just rattling off the first few questions that come to mind. And this is what I know. Every medication acts differently for every single person taking it. How you are going to personally react to a medication depends on you. Now, I will say certain medications carry different side effects. There's medication classes or medication families that have class-wide effects. So if you look at antidepressants at large, there are certain side effects that antidepressants cause. But then there's medication-specific side effects. So some medications could cause weight gain. Other medications could cause weight loss. Other medications are weight neutral. They don't impact weight. So it's important to know what are your specific concerns and communicate that with your prescriber. Hey, I'm worried about weight gain. I'm worried about not being able to drink alcohol. I'm worried about acting differently at work. Share those concerns so your prescriber could help you choose a medication that would be the best fit. And make sure that you have a prescriber that is knowledgeable enough to know the difference and to know which medications carry those types of concerns so you could stay away from them. Now, all of that being said, just think about it. Let's play worst case scenario because often I know that helps me sometimes make the decision of what to do next. So let's play worst case scenario. Let's say you are petrified that you're going to start this medication and you're going to gain 20 pounds and you're not going to be able to drink alcohol. You're going to sleep in and miss important events and it's going to ultimately alter your day-to-day life. Let's say those are your biggest concerns. And let's say you start a medication and you're three weeks in and you notice that you're feeling really drowsy and your appetite is increasing. Well, guess what? That's when it's time to call your doctor and say, hey, listen, started this medication and this is what I'm noticing. What can we do? So what I'm saying is worst case scenario, you notice changes within yourself. So then you communicate what's going on to your prescriber. You have open dialogue about it and then you switch out the medication. I think that often when we think about starting the medication and we we fear these side effects, we often lose sight of the fact that We, or I should say you, are a part of the equation. Trust yourself. Trust your ability to recognize your day-to-day feelings, your day-to-day behaviors. Trust yourself. And if you notice that something's not right, you could stop the medication, obviously with the help of your prescriber, and you could have open conversation about what to do next. So my rebuttal for I'm concerned about side effects is... Have the conversation with your prescriber. Every person responds differently to medications. Every person has a different, a different concern. Have that conversation and decide what would be the best fit for you. And, and give it a try. And trust that if it's not working out, you'll recognize that. You're not going to take one pill and instantly have every side effect. It's going to be a process that needs to be monitored. And you are in a perfect position to advocate for yourself. So trust yourself. And 
building off of that. So now that you know you could navigate side effects, you're going to trust yourself. You're going to build trust with your prescriber. How do you navigate having to take a pill every day? Because I know that was something that I personally struggled with. I didn't want to take a pill every day. Here's the thing. If you had high blood pressure and if you were at risk of having a heart attack or a stroke at any given moment, would you hesitate to take a medication to lower your blood pressure knowing that it's ultimately going to prevent a heart attack or maybe even ultimately save your life? Would you be resistant? Chances are, probably not. You'd probably think of all the benefits of the medication. So I challenge you here to think about, think of all the value that this medication is going to add to your life. A diabetic, chances are, isn't going to be reluctant to inject themselves with insulin when it's going to save their life. Why should you be resistant to taking something that's ultimately going to help you? You don't need to do this on your own. You don't need to do this independently. You can do hard things, but not by yourself. It takes a support system, and it takes having the right tools in place. And medication could be a tool and could be something that's going to help you move forward. Now, building off of that, I do think that it's a continuous dialogue with with the prescriber. It's constantly evaluating, hey, I've been on this for six months. Where are we at? There should be constant evaluation of, is it time to go off? How am I doing on it? And if you're one of those people that's struggling with, should I stop my medication on my own? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't play doctor on yourself. Reach out to your prescriber, start the dialogue with your prescriber, and go from there. If a medication is helping you, do not stop it. It is a huge risk to set you back, to bring back the symptoms that you're ultimately trying to prevent, and could lead to withdrawal side effects. So don't go there. And I feel like at this part of the episode, I'm being very, don't do this, do that, don't do this, do that. But I will say, some hard and fast rules are advocate for yourself, trust yourself, do not stop your medication on your own without the supervision of a prescriber. All of that being said, there is no shame in taking medication. And I really challenge you to view this like any other chronic condition. Would a diabetic be embarrassed to take metformin every day to lower their blood sugar? Would an asthmatic be embarrassed to take their inhaler when they can't breathe? If you were stung by a bee and you're allergic to a bee sting, would you be embarrassed to take an EpiPen when it's going to save your life? And this is not to be taken lightly because ultimately if you don't take care of your mental health, it will impact your life and it will reduce your quality of life and will hold you back. So help yourself. There's no shame in taking medication. It is okay. Trust the process, which sounds very cliche, but advocate for yourself and trust yourself. And know that you are not weak if you need medication. Help yourself out. Yes, there are long-term side effects of medication, which is why there should be constant dialogue with your prescriber. But everything is risk versus benefit. If something's going to benefit you now, and if the risk of feeling like garbage and overwhelmed and depressed and anxious outweighs the, if that risk is 
greater than the risk of the side effects, then it's going to benefit you and the benefit outweighs the risk of the side effects. So open up the dialogue, start therapy. If you're struggling with deciding if you should go on medication, if you shouldn't, one, start the therapy, two, open the dialogue with your prescriber, three, don't be afraid to try different medications in the process. Know that it's a a game of trial and error of finding the best fit for you and be your best advocate and be your best ally. The best thing you could do for yourself is helping yourself out and accepting help. So it is okay if your serotonin comes from a pill. Help yourself be well. Please let me know if you have any other questions related to this. I would love to answer. Reach out to me on Instagram. Email is amberconnellycoaching at gmail.com. My Instagram handle is amber underscore Connelly, C-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. Connect with me. Let me know your questions. Let me know your thoughts. And I will see you in the next episode. Hey, friend. Before you leave, please head on over to iTunes Podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connelly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light. And I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.